Welcome to season two of Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Rosalind McNally and Bibi Dalman. In this episode, we talk about practices that help us explore the earth element. So, uh, hi there. Welcome back to the podcast. And Rosaline, so good to uh, have you back as well. I'm really excited to chat about practices that help us get in touch with the earth element. Um, so this is like a the second part of really our our discussion and chat about the earth element. So um, last week we talked about the element, what it means, how it can show up for ourselves. So this is an episode that's dedicated entirely to practices, ways of engaging with it and everything else that sort of we find is important to <laughs> to explore. So what would, uh, you know, throwing the ball straight over towards to you, um, what, is sort of, <laughs> what is sort of comes to your mind first in terms of practices when we talk about earth elements? Practices that first come to mind would be, you would be able to probably go more into this here than me, like, but would be obviously ones connected with the physical body. Oh, like so that's the first thing I think of. Like, you know, like so movement about being awareness of be- when we're moving or when we're doing practices or even when we're just sitting on our back ends of actually just being aware of where our consciousness is, where our awareness is. Um, on and like and it's not about forcing ourselves to be in our body because it's everything to me is just so so nuanced depending on us and our own way of being and what's going on in our bodies like so we're not trying to force ourselves maybe we're just learning an understanding of I can't be here at the moment like you know I can't be in my full fullness of energy in my body and then maybe we have an understanding of why that is or maybe we're exploring why that is or maybe we've never realized it before and then we can get, start exploring it like so for me it's like you know so much of us I describe as little upside down triangles we have so much energy in our heads we're like little floating boxes running around like and then if we if we're maybe somewhat aware we might realize we have a torso but the majority of people do not realize they have feet do you know like us and they're not aware of it even if they're out running even if they're keen walkers they're just maybe not aware of it like so can I allow my focus my energy my attention my intention to just to be with myself you know, not about going exploring all my stuff or trying to reveal any of my wounds. Can I just allow my attention and intention to be here and even just noticing, okay, can I allow it to get, where can I allow it to get to in my body? And can I allow it maybe to extend down to my feet? And I see it when I chat to so many people like around energy healing not there people are like oh when you held my feet that was so lovely like oh my god yeah, like, I feel like my feet were just like ton weight when we we're doing that work do you know like or my head's just so now a lot quieter like and it's just helping that sort of I, that sort of the energy to flow down but also our like the way I look at it is our focus to go there because where our focus is our energy naturally just goes if we mention your feet you slowly go oh yeah you start moving your toes and you're like oh, my feet yeah yeah and automatically my energy begins to shift and change without me having to create a whole 12 hour ritual around it like so it's like the sum to me it's a simple first step is can I just meet myself and my physicality 
where I am in this moment. Maybe just even noticing the shoulders are up or my back is just so tight today without going, I need to fix that. But just noticing, God, yeah, this side's really sore or I just, oh, I just, I just can't, I can't be here. No, I can't bring my focus into myself. So to me, it's about meeting myself where I am at this moment. That would be a little mm. starting place. That's gorgeous. And and building on that, I think um, embodiment practice are just, you know, so, so powerful when it comes to the earth element. It's this idea that um, so often, like you said, this upside down triangle, this idea that consciousness and, and intelligence resides sort of in the brain, the head area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we talk about earth element, we talk about bringing our awareness back that there's intelligence in every single cell of our body. You know, in the, the circuitry of our body, the muscles, the bones, um, all throughout the skin layer of our, of our body. And our body consists of so many different rhythms that all have to be coordinated. Um, and the intelligence that it requires for that to happen, never mind then this whole organism needing to interact with life out there and adjust to that as well. So embodiment practices to me are an invitation to come back and connect to the intelligence that resides really in every single cell of the body. And when it comes to 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 embodiment practices, a lot of the times the the sit and still part, the stillness and stability of earth can be really challenging, right? Because it's it's just being with all that there is. And if there is trauma stored in the physical body just to go face to face with that can be uh, at, at times hugely challenging so a way of working with the body is this idea of initiating movement you know and this can be this can be a dance practice this can be a free throw practice can be tai chi it can be a traditional yoga practice it doesn't really matter what it what it is but this idea of moving your body through space and as you're moving your 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 muscles and your bones through space it's the the sensations that are stemming from that awakening up your awareness and they pull you back into into the body so you know it doesn't matter about perfect alignment it doesn't matter which way you dance just turn on the music you know if 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 you have a day where it is very low energy you just kind of put that type of music on and move if you have a lot of energy on a given day you put that on you know don't be confined in that way the idea is really just to move your just to feel your body in space, um, I think is a really, really powerful potency to come, powerful way to come back into the potency of, of the cells. You know, it's, it's what we talk so much about it that so often we think the problems are being solved up and out there. We either think about it or we escape the physicality or we go towards the light practices. Whereas there is, we need both. That's what I always hear you saying. We like, you know, we, we need both. And it is, it is that the, the higher we climb, the more rooted we need to be in our physical body and as beings that are, you know, in this physical realm, but also in other realms. But the part that if, if we want this part that lives in this physical realm to thrive, to be, um, it woken up with life force, we need to work with that on some level. And movement is just, it's just one of those. Mm. Yeah, like it's it's not a practice, but it's the idea we think healing is is getting like getting more up out of ourselves or going into the higher realms. But to me, it's actually we're going deeper into ourselves. You know, so that has to be into the all the complexity of the physical, energetic bodies. Like, so it's such an important part of getting to know. This this being like this physicality on all its little different levels, the subtle 
the tangible, do you know, like, or even just understanding how parts of us connect and work, because we just think, oh, I'm just a body. But when you actually stand back and look at how everything works together, you're like, oh, okay, this little system here holds everything. But it just isn't giving, thank God, it isn't giving me all that information at the one time because it would be system overload, like, but it holds it all, like. So for the beauty then of actually chatting to those parts is the way I look at, like, you know, connecting in to that little part of you. If you know, God, my liver's sluggish today or just feel like it needs a little bit more love and attention of chatting to it and going, okay, what do you need? You know, my back's really sore, you know, and maybe sometimes we do need a practitioner to hold that space, but sometimes we're able to go into that little space and connect and go, what does that look like in there? Do you know, if it had a color, what color would it be? If it had a shape or it had a face or it had an energy or how would I describe it? You know, and go into dialogue with it, like, because to me, it's like every part of us has information. Every part has wisdom or teaching or it's hurt and just wants to go, oh my God, you've, you've noticed me. God, you haven't looked at me in 30 years. Like, I thought you forgot I was here. So like, I made a little bit of noise. You still didn't really hear me. And then, my God, you're here. Oh my God, I'm so excited you're here. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to chat to you today because you might not come back. Do like So we can delve into those little spaces and just be with them. I'm not like, we can move everything, but sometimes I think it's just nice to actually be with parts of ourselves without that initial part of let's get rid of it. It's like, mm. can I just be with it? Because often a lot of things change when we're just with them, like. When I'm with my sadness, it changes like it can still be there because I'm going, that's OK, but I don't go, I need to get rid of this. I need to get, I need to be happy. I need to be calm. You know, I can be with the anger, but at least if I, if I feel it held in my physical body or energetically somewhere, I can go bring my consciousness, my awareness into that part of my body and go or place a hand on it and go, how are you? Like you're, you're making a lot of noise down there. What's what's going on? You know, like, and then I can receive information of maybe why it's there or what it needs. Or sometimes I can actually shift that energy just by conversing with it. Like, which I think is, is beautiful that that enables me to do that anytime I want. Do you know, like, and I don't need, do you know, like sometimes I will need someone maybe to hold me, that space for me, but sometimes I don't and I, I can do it anywhere. Like, so it's not, I have to wait now until and with so-and-so before I can have a dialogue with myself. I can do this anytime. Like, and then I can also go and speak to those parts that are having a party and having a great time and go, hi, what, what do you need? <laughs> Anything you want? Do you, know, do you want to go down actually and visit little anger there and see, can you help anger? Like, you know, because they are all, it's just like they all just want a seat at the table, but we're like getting to know them all then as well. Like, I love that little practice of guiding people into that. Because we often see your fine little parts that we wouldn't access maybe through analysing in our, in our heads. I think on, on that note, I think embodiment practices of all sorts is really a way of getting out of our head, right? And we, we, we live in a world, I think, where there's this, 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 this pull on one hand, the mind has such a superiority label. Right. You know, it's like the intellect, this, this, the brain, even, you know, this is what we need to train. And this is, has, this has all the answers. On the other hand, we live in a world that is asking for us all to manifest, you know, it's like, you know, live your purpose, like create your life. The, the, the problem that I see is like we're spending so much emphasis in the head that 
we actually have lost this connection of how how inspiration, how emotions, um, how thoughts, uh, how it all becomes manifested in us and then through our expression becomes the manifestation of our life, right? So there is this, yeah, be in your head, think about it, be logic, learn this, take this another course, go there, 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 and now you should be productive. And productivity is created from the body. So this shift into the earth element of being more easeful in your physical body will actually make you more productive, but not in this rush, haste, exhaustive way, but because you are, the way I often describe it in classes, we're equipped pretty much to to deal with life that's right there in front of us if all of us is showing up. If 40% of ours are showing up and 60% isn't, the 40% of us, those parts physically, like those muscles that are showing up, that those parts that we are aware of and use, they have now to compensate for the 60% that aren't showing up. So then we get very good at using those 40%. They become our strength. We put them forward, but they're still doing more than they were ever designed to do. And so then the pressure from society, society is on to kind of be more productive and, you know, be fast at everything. And so this is a sure way to burning those 40% out that are already doing enough. We feel exhausted. We feel like, why am I not getting anywhere? And of course, because those 30% were never designed to do all of the workload. So becoming more embodied is really, to me, an activation, but not an activation with doing. We Sometimes we use movement, but the activation is an awareness. Uh, it's like if you imagine every little cell is a light bulb and you go in and you switch that light bulb on. And it only stays on if your awareness stays there. And so the idea is to switch over time through those practices instead of being 40% present, being, you know, 60% would make a huge difference, 80%, you know, ultimately we're all working towards this 100% awareness, but any little shift makes a huge difference because now you, those 40% are working so hard that we're exposed to wear and tear physically. And we see that in joint damage. We see that in muscularly, uh, in, in, in tightness, in, in tiredness. Um, but we see it also in our skin and our face when we just worn out, you know? Um, so now these 40% get to relax a little bit, uh, because don't have to compensate because there's more of us showing up and so really in that way we can become more productive without exhausting ourselves all of the time but the way or the place where that happens is really an embodiment it's not about thinking about clever strategies and you know getting a different mind concept is literally can i show up to this moment fully and this is this is really the idea of when you when you when you go to a yoga practice that as you hear the teacher mentioning those different parts in your body, you know, if they mention your hip bone, your awareness has to go there. It's like the light bulb is switched on. And then you have to go to your ankle and then you go to your inner ankle and your outer ankle and you go to this toe. And to some parts you go, yeah, got this. And to some parts you go, I don't know what he or she's talking about because I don't even know where that is or can't feel it. So the practice is then essentially to become more at home in all those places, but then it doesn't stop the, the benefits of it. Don't stop when you, after Shavasana, when you leave the yoga class, it actually then is now you're more lit up and now you're meeting life. Now you're meeting that friend. Now you're having that conversation. Now you get to make those decisions about your life with more of you being woken up, you know? And so the physical practice is just this beautiful way of, of where we can go in and light up more of us and where we can recognize these patterns where certain light bulbs are constantly being switched off again between the class on Monday and the class on Wednesday. You know, we go, oh, that's, that's an interesting one. And then we waken it up again. And so we keep taking these sips and keep wakening up and eventually more of those stay alert until that is a new way of being. 
And and to me, when we talk about earth, yes, it can feel sluggish, but it usually feels sluggish if we're actually not embodied. When we actually do the embodiment practices, it gets brighter, it gets lighter, but we're fully here. We're not running away from ourselves. So in that way, um, yoga is probably one of those practices that can that can go very much into the physical detail as well. And that's how when I teach alignment and when I look at alignment, for me, it's never just about the alignment. It's really about when we talk about turning this bone in that way and engaging, leaning into your back body, feeling the superficial lines running through your body. When you hear those expressions from your teachers, it's it's usually never just about them, but it's about what happens to you when you become aware of those parts in the body. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's just this invitation to, to embody and, I sometimes call it also like coming home, you know, coming more and more home into yourself. And I know you speak of the same concepts, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's healing. Like is healing is coming home to ourselves. It's not wandering anywhere else in the world. It's actually coming back to ourselves. Like, uh, like so all of those practices then, as you were mentioning, like, you know, becoming more lit up on ourselves and having more of our capacity available to us, more of our life force available to us, more of it showing up then that actually allows me then to actually see how the world is interacting with me and how I am interacting with that. So if all the lights are on in the house, in a sense, I'm getting to really see, you know, A, the beauty in the world. I'm getting to really soak in the experience, but also maybe noticing where, like, if I'm the, I'm the tuning fork or the lights are dimming or if they're being sort of a little bit, you know, shook by certain things, I'm getting to really see that. Or if I'm making decisions in life, I'm getting to really go, oh, actually, I feel my whole system just go, Egh. but out of versus, I know the difference between a, oh God, it's a little bit of fear, a little bit of, oh, anxiety, because that's like, oh my God, excitement beneath that, that's a little bit weird. I'm getting to really know, you know, versus, oh no, that's just fear and it's not, oh, it's my gut telling me no. Versus, no, mm-hmm. it's my gut going, yeah, but all of my little fears and worries and conditioning and programming is sitting on top of it. And I think that's the, the beauty is noticing the little subtleties. Like, and somebody was asking me that at the weekend, they're going, but how do you know if it's like my soul or not? And I was like, I go, that will take practice of really listening to maybe how the energy is responding, how the body is moving or shifting. I go, but also knowing, okay, what's really me, mine, but what's maybe the little dirty clothes sitting on top of it that is a belief a program, a pattern, or just fear or worry or whatever. I go, but we, when we're in more in the body and getting to play, we get to play with that and really see like, so then when we're making decisions, we're going, oh yeah, that feels really good. And then we just go, vroom. Oh, okay, there's my little friend. You're not good enough coming to sit right on top of that beautiful dream I just had. And then I get to go, okay, I get to work with both of those now. I don't need to put, you know, let it consume it, let it dampen it. I let both of them be there and I can work with both of them then like because it will just keep showing up and I can either let steamroll the dream the vision or just how I want to be in this moment in time or I can work with it like Mm. so it feeds Mm. into so many other little aspects like so many right and um just because you you picked up on on that, that word of what feels good and I think that's where physical practice as well becomes so important and especially alignment based physical practice because sometimes what feels good is working off those 40%, right? Because it feels familiar. And so uh, while we develop the capacity to distinguish 
which one is familiarity and which one is feeling good because our actual whole being can 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 breathe in that way having an understanding of alignment in a physical practice but and or ideally both having a teacher there with you that can watch when you are avoiding when you go into the 40 percent which you know seems when you go from those 40 percent when we speak muscularly certain postures will initially feel easier than when you work 60 percent because those 20 percent that are extra that have never been awoken they're just waking up they're just taking the morning stretch and so if you ask them to go into a posture those muscles go like i'm going back asleep because this is like this is like whoa so, but it is this exchange of this entire organism, right? So what feels, it's always a question, what feels good? Does it feel good for everything or does it only feel good for the parts that are already used to doing, to doing that? So alignment practice can really, really help. Um, but another thing that I really appreciate when it comes to sort of um, earth element works is, is body work, you know, receiving a massages. There are just in, in, in massages, different types of massage, different type of body work. It, it is just a beautiful way of getting into the physicality through touch. If this is something where, you know, where you're available, sometimes, sometimes first the body stores so much and we go like, no, that is definitely not where we're going to go. And then, you know, your own physical movement can be beautiful in that way. But if it's accessible to you, there is something so special. So healing about the touch, but also the sensation. So when I'm receiving a massage or body work in any way, any sensation that I feel, I really work with that like that an awakening, you know, like that part. Oh, I haven't felt that part beforehand. Can I be present with that? And then I feel the next part of your body, whether it's through a stretch or through the, the pressure of the massage or whatever it is. And so the idea then really is then afterwards to not just rush off after your massage, you know, because like earth, earth element, we talk still about slow process, right? So we also need a little bit more time to digest. And so to have a little bit of time after your body work or after your yoga practice where you just sit maybe in, in, in the studio or you sit at home for a few extra minutes I mean um, and even to be honest even after meditation so if you have a physical practice and then you sit in meditation there's even still there the transitioning time back out into normal uh, regular everyday life off of your mat there that I would just kind of really take it easy so the idea is that do you carry everything that has been lit up now into your life off the yoga mat or off the massage table? So it can inform you there. I mean, that's why we're practicing, right? Because why else would you spend 90 minutes <laughs> on a yoga mat if you keep going back straight to your life the way it was beforehand? Because the benefits are still there in the pause. Like, that's where you're actually, to me, it's like where you're really receiving even more so because you're not either maybe being touched or manipulated you know like and things move and you're just in there and you're actually experiencing your full being like because lots of it has been wakened up during it like you know like so it's a, to me I'm like going this, this is important as the bit that happened before and it's even maybe more so important than running out to get into the car and drive home you know because here you're getting to actually feel all those little boom 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 you know like you're going wow space openness calmness or oh still a little bit of tension there that's okay you know you're getting to experience all of yourself and if you think yes no go on ahead so if you think of how how the other elements shape the earth you know a lot of the times if you think of of cliffs how they've been you know worn off by the sea over over centuries 
the steadiness. So there is something about how we shape the earth element that requires a, a certain level of regularity and certain level of patience. And, you know, if you think of the ocean bashing against the sea, you can see against a rock, there's not that much changing, right? But yet over time, it's it's car it's being carved out and and the same with wind uh, you can see how wind affects the earth the earth element in in nature where there's a strong wind from one side you can see how trees grow into one direction and not not the other direction you know so the the other elements which are more subtle in a way they still have influence over the earth element but what it means if you want to change something that's so integral to our structure our patterning our ancestral lines that something that is purposefully slow to change because it it's there to give us stability something that we can rely on sit on so if you want to change that it requires gentleness and diligence and the regular showing up and i think that's when when we hear the old scripts of you know ancient yogis and and meditators and it doesn't matter which which spiritual practice you're coming from right it's this idea of the, the mastery the ten thousand hours the you know, sitting and showing up. Um, I think that's how we all change. And I think sometimes in the modern culture, we're just a little bit quick to expect huge changes within, you know, take these 10 steps and it'll be, um, it'll change forever. It might change for five minutes, but questions are, this is like really long lasting and deep change that's happening. So is it grounded? Is it anchored? Is it integrated? Which is the earth element? Like, and if you think you like chatting about, the water hitting the cliff and all there like that's little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit that changed the landscape massively the same with us little bit by little bit by little bit changes my internal and external world massively like do you know like so and if you think of something hitting the earth at the right point can change everything dramatically even just by a little ping the same with us sometimes we just need to get the, the sometimes not even the right place but just sometimes we, we're ripe for that we place just to shift and a lot of things shift but for the majority of us it's like little bit by little bit by little bit and it's not hard work it's not like you know you're tilling the soil and you're you're sweating and killing yourself to get there like but it's just like you're conscious of I have no rush to get anywhere you know because in a sense just like this is one little blip in the whole of my whole life if I think of myself as more than just this rosaline in this stream that this is just one little part like so all the other little parts that have got me here this part will continue on and sometimes I think we're too quick to try and finish all of our live streams in this one like and to appreciate like you know those quick changes there are sort of what we see as earthquakes <laughs> you know and and an earthquake comes usually unpredictable. Like there's a range when we anticipate, but we don't quite know when it happens. We don't know to what extent it happens. So we talk about these quick changes, you know, the way they happen in the natural world then are quite intense. And so is that really the change we long for, you know, when we sometimes rush, rush to change something quickly? Or is there a certain, you know, because after an earthquake, literally or, or figuratively an earthquake in your life, um, you're first looking at the scattered pieces because your foundation is blown. Your your nervous system is spiked up. You know, your fear levels are going up. You you wonder what is it that you can rely on because your foundation has been shook in a, in a very intense, intense way. And there's a huge amount of growth in that. And that's one type of growth. Um, but the question I always ask is like, is that really the type of change 
you want to drive on when you, you know, when you go to that one yoga class or when you go and have, you know, that one body work session or when you're in anything along the healing spiral, you know, like, cause these usually, they happen when the time is ripe, you know, there's usually a couple of smaller quakes beforehand. There's already fault lines, you know, we're, we're setting ourselves up. So in a way, the, uh, the way I think of the, the conscious work of showing up is like, yeah, taking, you know, instead of hammering away full throttle, like just show up regularly, but with maybe less intensity. Because that's what I oftentimes see in definitely in the physical classes. Mm. It's like, because the physicality just calls for a certain intensity naturally, you know. Um, and there is, uh, there can be a tendency towards over-efforting in the physical practice. And that we just really want to create that massive breakthrough in our physical practice where it's gone a huge backbend or, you know, a, like super deep forward fold, feet behind our head and, you know, any of those postures that we're aiming forwards. But really the way it, towards it is by showing up really kindly to yourself showing up regularly having the focus but then in the practice having an a, a kinder inner narration and in and, and a kinder softer approach in our energy as we're going into the posture but doing that regularly and then when the earthquake wants to happen the earthquake happens and all of a sudden there's the day where you're gonna you know just gonna stick head handstand <laughs> you know you've been practicing for like five years and you just couldn't figure it out and all of a sudden there's the one day that it just comes yeah. together for you or where you go into that big splits or, or whatever whatever physical pose it is um but just in terms of we're talking about embodiment and sustainability in terms of embodiment physically we cannot sustain a lot of earthquakes one after the other one after the other mm. one after the other and then it's not a healing journey anymore it's like literally we're tearing ourselves down and, and so we're, likely we're yeah. tearing off parts that don't need to be torn off yeah yeah no, we're like but we're thinking it should look this way or i should be that way or it's a lot of projections like that way of what it should look like i want it should be or who i should be like versus if we meet it with where we're at in this moment whatever's shown up here is it you know like so if there's like life is happy just enjoy it like if s small things are changing let them change like if they're what's being invited to meet meet and sometimes we're trying to like find the the big thing because then that if i just move that big thing then surely everything else will be fine you know it's like yeah no probably not and the way i describe it, it's like we're cogs in a wheel every part of us or soul knows or spirit knows yeah why are you over there digging at that piece? What, like, what, what? We're not even going to release that or let you near that until we're starting over here. You know, like, and that's the way I, and I see it in my own life and I see it in other people when they sort of, in a sense, to use that word surrender, like, but when we sort of go, okay, I'm going to stop trying, trying to make, trying to heal that part, trying to let go of that, trying to make this happen. And not that I let go and just sit on the couch and do nothing, but I'm actually just going to be where I am and meet what's actually at my doorstep. Then I usually find I will end up over there, but maybe with more ease and more grace and less sweat. And maybe when I get there, that actually just pops versus me trying to dig and excavate it and analyze it and pull it out and make it move. It just, it's, I always just use the word, it's ripe then, like, and I've seen that in my own life where I've seen what needs to be healed. And I'm like, yeah, that, that, I know that's going to be a couple of years, maybe even more, maybe a bit short. Let's just see. And then when I'm there, it moves and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have expected that maybe a couple of years ago because all the other little pieces have fallen into place. Like, whether it's energetically in the physical body, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, 
so it's just it's there like and I think it's so important to remember that within healing in general like yeah it's, it's this question isn't it like hands off hands on <laughs> and it's it's neither of the extremes right it's like because that's what we usually see it's the really that the the white knuckling our way into something and or then this this idea of go with the flow that's not yeah. really go with the flow but passivity all yeah. to get a hands off it's like I'm, I'm not even here I don't have I'm to not do taking anything. part yeah <laughs> and it's 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 this you know sincerity and this laser sharp focus in ultimately you know even beyond whatever you think you need to i know inverted comma here fix you know whatever you think you need to dig up release invite bring in like cast your vision a little bit beyond that you know like where's the journey going beyond that because oftentimes we just see that roadblock but then have that vision where you go in long haul. Where's your evolution? What is your ultimate, you know, reason for being on the, in this world? You know, cast it that far forward and hold that close. And that question, usually when we go f- big enough, there's no specific answer. But staying with that question, why am I actually here? What am what am I here for in, in my expression, you know? Um, but then a little softer in the execution of the, the the middle pieces. So then you're allowing for life to come in and that wave to come in and sweep you off and, and reorient yourself. Because yeah. if you if you're all honest and we look back in our lives, some changes we may have created consciously, but really the big things that happened out of look like you know when we meet our partner. We have known that morning waking up that we meet that person. You know, chances are. No, you know, we probably would have gone like, I don't even know if I would have been into that person before I met that person, you know, and it just lit something up inside of me. Uh, same with a job. How often have we signed up for a job? We got it eventually. And then we were just like bottoming out. It was not fulfilling to us. So a lot of the times what we think we need and want isn't actually what we think we need and want. And so it's this, it's this hands on, hands off, you know, this, this commitment to, to our healing journey, this commitment to being, being spirit embodied in this world. Um, what is there for us to learn, but is also what is there for us to share with the world, keeping a greater concept, but then how the, and then show up every day, but how the specificities have to play out, be a little bit looser in around them, like a little more gentle to yourself. I think it's so much more inviting for spirit to whip you up because to be honest i think we all have our timelines and life comes in and creates the change when the change needs to happen and the more white knuckling we're doing in the lead up to it the more painful usually that that rehoming rehousing actually happens so um yeah there is this this balance right between softness and yet having a focus yeah. in the inquiry where you're here yeah it's nearly like ah. Like sometimes ask yourself, what would it be like if I just pulled back 10%? Especially if you're someone who is the full steam ahead, 300% and like, or bulldozing or trying, trying, trying. What would it look like if I pulled back even 20, 30? Do you know, like, and questioning the beliefs that might come in or the, the headspace that comes in, you're being lazy, you're not doing enough, you'll never get anywhere, you have to work hard. Do you know, like, what would happen if I allowed spirit to actually move through me instead, like, or wherever I believe in, like, and not in a, I'm going to sit in my back end because spirit's going to come knock on my door and deliver him to me. But that's an, I work with it, like, do you know, like, and that's where the balance of the element of air and earth come in, like, do you know, like, we have to leave room for, if we believe in spirit and we are walking this path of healing and calling ourselves being aware and growing in consciousness and whatnot else, 
if we've no room for spirit, then we're not walking that path. Like, do you know, like, so because our spirit helpers, our guides, whatever we work with, God, whatever it is, like, we have to hand over, sometimes hand over our stuff and go, I haven't a clue. Here, creating some space. Let's see what comes through. Like, do you know, like, and then not go on. Well, you didn't answer my phone call there five months ago, Spurt. You know, like, I'm going to have to start working now again. Sometimes just leave space for Spurt to come through, like, because we have to ask for help from Spurt, like, you know, like all of our journey work and and shamanism is to go and ask for help from Spurt. Do you know, because we're going, you you see it, I'm, I, I have my blinkers on, even if I think I don't, or I'm looking at it a certain way, or I think I, I think I want this. You know, like, I think I need this. And they're like, oh, God bless your cotton socks. Like, you know, that's not what's arriving this year. We have a different plan. You'll be grand when you get used to it. Let's lead you on your way. Like, for us, we're trying to control it, like, which is sort of the imbalance of earth element. We're trying to control it. We're trying to plow the road the way we want it to be, preferably straight and upwards in the achievement direction. <laughs> Do you know, like, where else? It's like, yeah, but you're not experiencing much there. Do you know, like you're just pushing, let's ebb, flow, move, spiral, up and down, in and out. Let's learn, let's mm. enjoy, let's take all the experiences of life. Mm. You know, so it's, it's bringing in both then, like. Yeah, and I think when we got to talk about all the other elements and how they express themselves. I think we can talk more about like how they affect and, and you know, influence each other and, and depend on each other in a way. Um, but I think you can bring these elements to everything. So even if you think of like, you know, what do you think the journey ahead, where is it going for you? There can be an earth element. There's an earth element that has that durability that who am I that is, is a slightly slower to change that gives you a certain level of stability that then allows for the water, the emotionality to come in and allow the, you know, the organs to speak to you that allows for, for air and fire to come and mix it up and these fast and moving elements. Then they can, it's like, it's like a, you know, a piece of music that has the higher tones and the, the, the baseline, you know, so earth in a way is, is our baseline in anything. Mm -hmm. So when we want to change the baseline, we're going to be aware of that. We changed the complete expression of that piece of music. Um, whereas if we keep the baseline and, and change the higher notes, there's, there's, there's more, more, more freedom, freedom in that. So just just thinking of you know if even if you think on, on a very tangible because we're talking about earth tangible in terms of you know how you you know plan your life or you know this idea like earth element would be sort of the long haul planning but the long haul planning always needs it doesn't need to be just longer it needs to be broader so it's context to me earth element when we talk about planning then is the contextual you know where i'm going whereas when i bring the air element in that that moves a little bit quicker I'm like do you know what i'm just gonna plan and i'm just gonna try this for two or three months and see if that sticks and try that so it's not that you know certain aspects in our life have to be earthy and other aspects have to be very earth mm. they, they 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 all gonna inter in in interplay in some way um but for us to understand what these different elements really bring to our life and what they um how we can access them in practices i think is is, is so important so when we talk about earth element and talking about a yoga practice the intention we set the intention when, when we bring in an earth element into that intention is is a little bit wider and longer and broader than you know may i just get through today 
<laughs> or maybe fix that knee, you know? And there, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That's sometimes what we need. But when we talk about bring the elements towards intention setting in, in our practice, it's, it's what you always teach so beautifully and, and, and Reiki, you know, may I receive exactly what I need. You know, that this is, this, this is the mm -hmm. trust, the stability, the longevity. There's also a certain, lack of specificity on purpose so that life can come in essentially when we set an intention in yoga the idea is to acknowledge that we we are aware of certain elements but we are so not aware of other aspects of our life mm -hmm. or our needs and so to set an intention at the beginning of a practice i would always want to leave a little bit of room for the magic to come in i would never assume that i know exactly what i need yeah. for my entire life so there is that that broadness in context i think that come comes in as well when we talk about you know, intention and planning and that earthy tone tone to it. Yeah, it has to be open as well. Like, you know, because we're depending on how my mind is working, how my body is working, how what's going on in my life will apply a layer to my intention. Do you know, like, so it does. So it may not, when I say pure, it's not asking it needs to be clean and pure, but it's layered like you know can be tinged by how I'm viewing life at that moment and also it can be often because of especially when we're setting for it really constricted it's really narrow whereas we're inviting in that landscape view like you know can I go to the top of the mountain and look down at my life and go okay you know can I st like sit beside a tree and maybe feel what that feels like and set an intention from that space can I lie on the earth and what is my intention then to receive from the earth? Do you know, like, so it's the qualities you're looking to grow then versus my intention is to earn as much money. My intention is to get this next job. Do you know, it's more about the, these are the things I want to grow within me in my physical body. Some of them coming from the earth. Some of them can be coming from the other aspects. Do you know, like, so it's leaving it really open, like, because we often do not know what we need. <laughs> we just don't, like, because we're not aware of our needs sometimes like do you know like it's such it's, it's such an easy thing to go what you need and you're going oh yeah it is here but when you really think about it we often don't like do you know like and that's because we also don't have the bigger perception but we're often never really asked or never really taught to think about what do we need we're trying to maybe meet everybody else's needs one of my teachers said there's there's sort of these three layers isn't it there's that which we know that which we yeah. know that we don't know and there is the stuff we don't even know we don't know yeah so when we make decisions we make it usually from the first two layers that which we know and that which we are aware of that we don't know yeah. but how how do you how do we know what we don't know you know and 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 this is this is when we talk about something so tangible and real as an earth element but even within that leaving room like you said for for the surprise, for the magic, for the mystery mm. of life. So it is not because earth can be perceived as this dry, cut element, boring, you know, which it, it really, it really isn't. It's, it's where the, where, where spirit, I mean, there's the, to me, there's the, the two, I mean, it's, it's a continuum, but these two ends in a way where 
the the first spark of spirit comes in and eventually materializes in something that we can you know either receive a hug the love from another person or when a book idea manifests and somebody writes that book or you know a teacher receives something that you know he or she needs to break down and then spread and then you go to to a class or you go to a med- you know meditation retreat or and there you, you you get that manifestation of that person so to me, the earth element is always that which brings it into the tangible, but it's never just the tangible. It, it, it's always the vessel through which spirit spirit runs, right? Yeah. That's what it's held in, like. That way it's the container, like, and it's, it's full of magic, like, that way. If you think of the chakra system, the lower ones, the, the sacral is often seen as, like, one of the three cauldrons, like. So, like, what happens in a cauldron? A lot of alchemy, a lot of magic, like. You know, but usually a lot of physical things go into it as well. Like that way, a lot of the different elements go into it. Like, or to me, it's like you know when you're talking about the, like the magic and the mystery. I go if you, like if when we look at nature, when you read about how the trees actually communicate to each other above the ground, remain beneath the ground, how the the soil communicates to all the seeds. You're just like, oh, like and we go, oh, they're just they're just trees. Like you know, they're lumps of wood that we cut down and use. But when you actually really learn about them, you're like, oh, my God, they're having full blown conversations out there and they're actually telling each other. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody's just cut up on me off there or there's yeah, this this little rodent has landed on me and he's going to come for you now in five minutes. So start, you know, producing X, Y, Z to let him know you're not coming near us. It's amazing. Like, do you know, like and to me, that's the earth. You know, like when we look at it and go, we think we know everything. Just like we might look at ourselves and go, I think I know everything about myself. And there's so much more magic to be revealed within us. Beautiful. So towards the end. Yes. um, any anything i mean we this has been a, a broad and deep conversation <laughs> You're like oh my god are we are we are we it's like a, we could go on for another yeah <laughs> we'll do a part Yours. three four five six seven <laughs> uh but just any any note you want to you want to finish on any any thoughts anything that you know you want to give extra weight to or something that we haven't covered at all a practical i'm just thinking of like what we said like a practical approach to the earth element and I'm just thinking off the earth, two little things that people could actually do very simply in their days. What I'm sort of going to just mention would be, I've mentioned it already, like go out and lie on the earth. Go out and lie on the ground. Like, and yeah, you could lie on your floor, but go, actually go out and find a bit of soil or grass or somewhere where you can actually lie on it. Like, and imagine you're like, the root system of you of all not just your feet because often people just think of their feet or their root but like your whole spine imagine like you know rather than your veins nearly you know the way they run through the body they're actually running like roots down through the earth and like asking like you know can can she feed you like you know what nutrients would she give you like and that will be qualities or could just be can I allow myself to actually be held by the earth because we're not doing this alone, even though we think we are. Like, and I think it's and for if you think you're trying to make back pains and aches and pains, like, can I allow myself to really all parts of me to touch the earth and be held and drink from her with her permission? Like, do you know? And that to me would be like see how that meets you and see how that feels. 
because we all know what it's like to go stand and look at nature and look at the places and maybe put a hand on a tree and all but actually lay your body on it like and really let let you hug it and the earth hug you like whether you see her as mother earth or you just see it as the earth and its qualities it doesn't matter but can I allow myself to be fed by it I had another one but I think that's more than enough actually (laughs) and yeah with that similar lines if just take your shoes off (laughs) just take your shoes off and and go off off the road you know um off tarmac and right into into the grass or the soil um and just just experience that i don't even want to say say more to that what you should be feeling or anything like that just just making that connection and for those of you who have a regular yoga practice um particularly a headstand practice and so don't go out and stand on your head now if you've never (laughs) heard about a headstand practice but if that's in your regular practice go out into the grass get off your yoga mat and practice headstand on the grass and it's literally life-changing your your balance is way more stable you're i've seen it i've taught outdoor classes and when you get off of the rubbery mat because the rubbery mat is also an insulator in it's quite ironic that as yogis you practice on plastic rubber mats you know um outside but still on the mats but uh, it has also its disadvantages practicing outside or challenges you know when you go into triangle pose and you look up most likely you will fall out of balance because you don't have the ceiling that you have a point of reference but when it comes to headstand there's an incredible groundedness that can come through and i've seen people going into headstand in the grass that usually have real difficulties maintaining balance in a room so um both ends shoes off get your feet into it that's probably for for everyone accessible and if you do have a full-on practice um and you want to explore that earth element a little bit more through the physical practice go and and play around um especially around headstand and um and just see how that that nourishes you or then on a very simple level level if you're gardening uh, if you can't go oh, outside, God. even yeah. house plants, anything, stick your hands into dirt. It's just the most healing, grounding quality. I see you nodding. Yeah. Any yeah. gardener, anyone who yeah. works deeply out in their garden or in yeah. their earth, her already nearly half, more than halfway to enlightenment if they're working consciously. Like if they're just aware, they're not. Yeah. Don't even have to be conscious. They just have it because they're just yeah. watching the cycles of life, death, rebirth constantly. Like. And they're listening yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Beautiful. I love it. Awesome. I love it. Great. So with that, we'll come to an end. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We are both always appreciating you listening mm. in. And as always, if you have any questions, any suggestions, just do reach out and send us an email or get in touch with us on the various channels of social media yes. and that are available to us. Um, Rosaline, thank you so much again for a beautiful, beautiful conversation. Thank you. My pleasure. Always a joy, Bibi. Always a joy. And we'll see you hopefully all on the next, in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalind McNally and Bibi Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.